Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. Good? Yes, sir! I know who I am! Did IQ just drop shot? I could have been. I, I have planned. I like this All shit. It is Dance off, bro. It is your Me and destiny. Welcome to the Atlantic Screen Connection Podcast. Let the games begin. And welcome to the Atlantic Screen Connection podcast with Jason and Lee. Next segment, I'm Jason. I'm Lee. And this week we have a very special guest with us in the name of Gavin McHugh from Mini Media Reviews. How you doing, sir? I'm very well, thank you. Nice to be on the show. Lovely to have you. Oh yeah, this is going to be great, man. So before we get into it, like we usually do in terms of how we talk about news on these segments, a little bit of movie news which is probably going to date episodes, but we don't really give a shit. That's going to be fun. (laughs) Exactly. Before we get to that, I want Gavin to tell us where we can reach him and what his website is all about. Take it away, sir. I run my own website, Mini Media Reviews, where I mostly review movies, uh, but also TV uh, and occasionally music and very occasionally books, which kind of get thrown to the bottom of the pile. (laughs) <laughs> that's that's that i would not i would not approach that territory i have no not educated enough to fucking actually review literature <laughs> well you have delusions of grandeur you know <laughs> i also uh participate on twitter uh with my handle at mini media reviewer and yeah just enjoy a bit of banter on there so yeah come find me have a look uh engage which is mainly the reason you, you do this in the first place yeah definitely I, and I, I like your website i mean I, your recent review on get out is really good and i know there was one that you did on oscar snubs that was kind of fun too and so yeah if ever you guys can really get out there and go see what gavin is up to i highly recommend it he's a fun guy to interact with so let's see now gentlemen when we get in uh movie news any movie news that you guys want to share go, go to gavin see if he's got anything weird or interesting that we don't <laughs> cool um well Obviously, I'm very excited about seeing Free Fire uh, tomorrow, particularly with the Q and A with oh, uh, nice, yeah. with Ben Wheatley. Um, that's oh, you're be... going to the tour one as well. Yeah, cool. unfortunately, we're like last on the list, so everyone's been uh, been doing this for pretty much mostly of a month, um, and we're just mopping up whatever's left. Bastards, man! <laughs> God, I hate where I live. This is terrible. I fucking wish I could get out there and go see that. It must be so fun. <laughs> Hey man, are you gonna are you gonna try to talk to him there, uh, Gavin? Um, I'm not, but one of uh, one of the guys who we we go and watch films quite often with, they're getting some questions in because they they participate in one of the local uh, radio stations review shows nice. called Bums on Seats. So they've they've got a couple of questions to uh, to throw to him. So that'll be. That'll be interesting to see you what... Can ride, you can ride those coattails. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Piggyback on I that, I know man. that. Get a, yeah. get a selfie. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. All right, so Free Fire. That's, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Lee saw it, and he, he said it was really fun as well. And so, yeah, I'm hoping it comes here uh, to Quebec City soon enough because, yeah, I'm, like I was You'll telling you guys now. just before the show, we just... We just got Paterson, which has been out for, what, four or five months now already? <laughs> to be insane. fair, that's, that's how we get um, Oscar films. You get some indie films late, but we get Oscar films like five five months after relevancy. And then right. we have to count them in like 2017 countdowns. And all the Americans are like, what the fuck is this? You can't count? You can't, can't read a fucking calendar? <laughs> All right, cool. Anything else on your uh, on your news, Gavin? Um, well, you're not going to uh, enjoy this very much, uh, Jason, but uh, the saw a trailer for Raw, which is a 
cannibalistic horror. Right. Um, yeah, I oh, heard about that. French language uh, looks really interesting, but you know, I, I know that you're not that way inclined, so that's probably not up your street. Yeah, yeah. we're. Weren't they giving weren't they giving out like uh, like bags to people in the audience because some people were actually getting sick during screenings? Jeez. Indeed, yeah, I, I read that report. I think it was only in in, in Canadian cities, though. I don't think anybody over here was uh, <laughs> was affected that way. We have cannibals here in Canada, but they apologize all the time. So I'm so sorry I bit you. I'm sorry about what happened. <laughs> it's like I'm sorry, but, but you want to hear something sick though? I, I used to tease a girl occasionally. Uh, you know, you guys remember the movie Alive? Yeah. Yeah, the like with the plane crash. Yeah, exactly. Now, uh, please don't don't get offended by this, and I know it's a true story, but I'm trying to take it out of context of a true story. Let's say it was fiction, just for fun. Sure. I would like to see. Like, I mean, they did have to eat people to stay alive, which is probably one of the most terrible things that you have to do, like in terms of, if we put it in in, in morality, you know, in terms of ethics, you're like, shit. But my sick brain went a completely different way with that and started thinking, what if they developed a taste for it? And you have to come back to society after that to kind of keep that secret to yourself. (laughs) Just live with the the fucking desire. That is... (laughs) That is a, a tough moral quandary you you put forward. <laughs> and it's a weird thing because I remember I was. Uh, this is how to not talk to a girl. I remember going out to a, a bar with a girl once, and we were talking about last meals. Some story. This is a sick story, but anyway. And so we were talking about last meals, and she said to me, "She says if ever you went to jail, which is highly likely eventually, uh, um, <laughs> what would what would be one of the things that you would ask?" four as a last meal and i i said just to see what kind of a person if she could like take twisted humor a little bit and i said you know what i'd probably ask possibly you know to taste flesh like human flesh i would like to know a little bit of this like, like chicken or whale blubber i have no idea exactly how it is and man that date did not last <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Well, fucking, that was a good test. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> I would laugh at that. Come on. <laughs> exactly, which is why I have a show with you. But anyway, <laughs> if this gets all cut out, I understand it. <laughs> no, that's, that's, but, that's a good anecdote. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, so you're looking forward to Raw, Gavin? Is there something you want to share on the show? <laughs> <laughs> Just to see how it's done properly, you know? <laughs> No, it just looked really interesting um, on the trailer. Um, they didn't show uh, too much, but uh, it created quite a bit of buzz last year. I think it was at some of the festivals. Right, right. people being sick in the theaters is, uh, you know, it's it's obviously there's obviously something there, that something helps. there that you know you want to see whether whether it has the same effect on you or not. Yeah, it reminds me of the Passion of the Christ. Uh, people were passing out because of the violence that was there, you know, and it gave a, well, there was the other aspect after that, that gave a, a negative buzz to it. But this one kind of got a little bit of notoriety. I feel like the same thing's happening with raw right now to the point where I'm actually interested in seeing it. That's it. It's more, it's more of an interest, more yeah. of an interest yeah. rather than, rather than, you know, a, a burning desire to see it, but it's, it's uh, <laughs> intriguing to see what they've, what they've done with it and how they've, they've managed to make it into a, a hopefully decent enough film. Right. Do you like popcorn? Do you like popcorn? Y- yeah. I dare you to buy popcorn when you walk into that film. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be the most insane thing to do. I did it at Passion of the Christ, which is another date. I Don't would, do that. It'd be worse if, they, if, they, if you go do like a cinema and they do like, like a hot dog or something. That would be fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
spare ribs would probably be the one. That... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so many people have tuned out by now. <laughs> Look at these guys. Not a screen connection. Trying to get, trying to bring the the cannibal experience to you. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. oh man, this is so different from our other shows. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, just God. me bringing it all down. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes. No, 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 no. This is great stuff. Uh, I need a good laugh. I've been grading papers and I can't stand it anymore. And this is a repetition. Me just going through hell at school. Talking about cannibalism is fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's actually levity in comparison. <laughs> Oh boy! All right, let's move on because this saw any other any other stories um, we could pick apart. <laughs> <laughs> um, the only other thing I've got on my radar at the moment is the Ghost in the Shell, which is out end of this week. Oh, yeah. uh, right, the live right. action remake. Have you seen, have you seen the original, uh, the anime original? Yeah, ninety-five yeah. or anything. Years and years ago, but yeah. <laughs> Did you enjoy it? Are you sold on it? Are you? Have you is there anticipation here? Or? <laughs> um, well, there is going to be anticipation as to how they decided to to make. It into a live action film, but I'm I'm not I'm not like a, a fanboy who's going to rail against it if if it's different or you know if they've not done it justice in some people's yeah. eyes. But I'm just I'm just interested to see what what they've done and how they've how they brought that to uh, to life, as it were. Jason, are you still doing a show on it? Am I still doing a show on it? Like, aren't, aren't you supposed with, to be on somebody you? else's show? Talk? No, not with me. With somebody oh, else. Oh <laughs> no, 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 no! The uh, scheduling conflicts with uh, the other parties. I won't mention. But um, I'll be on a different one of their shows. I um, I don't know if I'm looking forward to this. I mean, the trailers have gotten progressively worse, in my opinion. I'm mm. not. I'm not a manga fan, so I mean, I, uh, I I have tried to watch it, but there's something about animation that turns me a little off. Um, there are a couple of movies that I did enjoy. Macross Plus was one of them. Uh, people have been trying to get me into Cowboy Bebop, and I can't do that. I tried one episode, and I was like, eh. Yeah. Um, Ghost in the Shell, I tried the 95. I'm still progressively getting through it. Uh, this one is going to be playing in IMAX here in Quebec City. So just because it'll you know give me a trip to IMAX, I might actually go to it. But Lee and I have actually decided to not do Ghost in the Shell and do Under the Skin instead. Which essentially kind of yeah. ties in a little bit. It's a different version of said movie, I guess. But I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. Um, I'm not excited by this for some reason. I watched the trailers. I tried to get into it, and I don't know. I just don't care. I guess. Yeah, uh, that's, that's fine. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, uh, but Under the Skin is is a is a really good film. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's why it's it's more fun to talk about that one. <laughs> Be great. Good stuff. All right. And so, Ghost in the Shell. Are you planning on seeing it this uh, like opening weekend, Gavin? Uh, I'd love to. Uh, it's my wife's birthday this Friday, so that's going to be taking up this entire weekend, I'm sure. She's turning forty. I've been forty for four weeks, and it's not Happy as bad. It's not as bad as it seems. <laughs> you guys want to talk about cannibalism again? <laughs> no, let's talk about something way more depressing. Justice League. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, have you got a chance to watch the the trailer for Justice League, Gavin? Um, I've not. I've uh, strangely been staying away from it. Good. I was. I wasn't a big fan of Batman versus Superman. That was. Uh, no one was. A, a long two and a half hours um, in the cinema, but I've, I've I've just kind of lost all interest in it. I feel like I never left that cinema experience. <laughs> I'm still there. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> it's very dramatic. <laughs> I've not seen that one yet. Is it is it worth watching? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's not. And I, I know there's some nerds out there that are gonna like just get their fucking panties in a bunch there. To be fair, 
I think the Twitter response to this one has been so much more reserved. Like, everywhere I read, like, in com complete contrast to everything that came out for Batman v Superman or Suicide Squad, there's a defeat in the air that I, that I, that I never yeah. registered before. I, I mean, that there's still people going fucking crazy, but they're far, far more muted than before. Uh, and in the meantime, a, a growing resentment has started to rise up in that we've been fooled before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I read that too. That's interesting to me because that's what I thought would happen or hoped would happen, I suppose. Not specifically against Justice League. I mean, about trailers in general and and the the hype that comes from them, I, I, I wanted to see people steer away from buying into the fucking nonsense that they're being fed. And that does seem to be slowly happening. And, I was kind of, and it's funny that it's happening here where we've seen so many people get their back up against the wall and, and start going crazy just to defend these films, that this is the one that's kind of muted, you know? This this feels like this would be the last bastion, if anything, but uh, of defense, but it doesn't feel that way. It feels kind of like a mixed bag, and I thought the trailer was okay, so I don't know why this was the one that broke the camel's back. <laughs> you you thought the trailer was okay? It's fine. I mean, it's not offensive. I, I, didn't, uh, I didn't like it at all. I, it looks yeah, like a video game. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But like, I mean, I, there's no there's no practical sets. I think that's what I tweeted out. I love the color palette and the use of practical sets. I mean, that's just pure sarcasm, which I shouldn't <laughs> do. But at the same time, I, I feel like we've seen it before, which is why I, I didn't care anymore. I thought this was going to... Like, there's jokes now, which I was like, okay, that's there's a couple of things in there that are really, I thought, were funny. But contrasting it with the tone of the film, the color palette, everything seems so jarring to me. It definitely wasn't a trailer to build five days worth of fucking mini trailers up to, put it that way. Oh god, that man. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's Justice League. And also Spider-Man had a trailer. Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah, have you have you seen that one, Gavin? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not seen that one either. If, if, it's, if it's not got, you know, cannibalism in it, I'm, I'm not interested. <laughs> Uh, well, it was better than the Justice League one, and that's 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 me comparing trailers. So I mean, that's that's criticism. <laughs> At least Tom Holland looks more like the schoolboy that he should be in the stories, uh, rather than uh, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. Yeah, no, definitely. I, he he looks the part. He acts the part. So that on the strength of that, and and uh, and his appearance in Civil War, uh, I definitely was interested in seeing this. And and the trailer does a good job of just reminding us that that character is is still good and could be good in his own story. So. Yeah, I don't know. looks fun. I like the I like the fact that he's a he's a tiny guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, Tobey <laughs> Maguire got buff for doing the part. You know, but at this time, I'm like Tom Holland really looks like a tiny guy, and that was yeah. the point of Spider Man, right? It's like the against all odds to a certain yeah, extent. like kind of just scrappy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, I don't know, man. There, there's a certain charm to this one so far that I've appreciated. I don't know, man. I, I like the fact that this one's a little bit more colorful. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so on that note, we're going to cut to our promos. But before that, here is this week's film quotes read by tweens. Stay tuned. Any of you fucking pricks move and I'll execute every motherfucking last one of you. 
Every week on Real Spoilers, what we do is we take that week's big release on the weeks that we guess right, and we spoil it for you. So if you saw a movie and you want to talk about it with your friends, but maybe maybe you don't have any friends, we can be your friends in podcast form. We'll talk about the movie in rich, vibrant detail, and it's kind of like a book club for movies. Yeah, we're so, just a bunch of movie nerds. Yeah, and you know? so it's just a long-form conversation about the movie, going through its plot, talking about what worked, and uh, a lot of times what didn't, and making fun of it when it doesn't work. And if you like the show, feel free to share it on uh, your Facebook, social media, Twitter, verse, thing, stuff. So that's what we do on Real Spoilers. It's like a book club for movies, only with less Oprah. Hello, cinephiles. This here is Matt Neglia, part of NextBestPicture.com, and I have one question to ask you. Do you feel like Leonardo DiCaprio really deserved it for The Revenant last year? Do you think somebody else should have won Best Actor? Well, on our podcast called The Next Best Picture Podcast, Myself, Will, Michael, and Kristen discuss that and more as we are always looking for the best in film today and what will ultimately win the Best Picture Oscar. Join us as we review films, talk about the latest news in the awards race, as well as the film industry itself. Thank you very much for your consideration. Hey, see what I did there? Welcome back. I hope you guys enjoyed my kids swearing one more time. Always. Every week. This is Every the, the, week. the sole purpose for this show is for that segment. So I <laughs> Exactly. Mean... Those 15 seconds of pure bliss. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's it. So now our next segment is, what did you watch this week? Where we discuss what we watched during the week. Pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> yeah, pretty self-explanatory. But it's because, I mean, some people go bird watching, but that's not this. Anyway, so Gavin, dear sir. How about you take us through what you watched this week? Certainly. Um, the the big film that I watched this week is Get Out, Jordan Peele's debut film, which, to be fair, was fantastic. A tense, uneasy time through it all. Yeah, just like an old old school horror film. It was it, it ticked all the boxes. It was I just thought it was fantastic. Definitely one to watch. Cool. You you saw Get Out also, Lee, right? Yeah, yeah. Don't spoil anything, but I mean, like, what 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 specific elements that without going into spoilers did you guys like? I mean, you said it was a bit of a throwback, Gavin, to old horror type things. Um, so I mean, Lee, do you do you agree with that? Is it something that you? took away from it as well i suppose that you would have to have some base understanding of old horror like things uh but no i i i guess it was very hitchcockian uh which i'll give it to um wow it's it's all about the sort of measured spaces between the action and the surprise so it's all about tension uh and that's it's a real hitchcockian move feels like um like one of those sort of books you would pick up on like a, a, an airport, you know, it's like a real page turner kind of thing. The okay. whole thing just keeps you invested the entire time, but at the same time, you're dreading the next revelation. <laughs> so <laughs> it, 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 it does have a kind of classic feel to it. Plus it's a real simple concept, you know, the actual the actual idea before even the introduced elements like hypnosis that people would have seen in the trailer is, you know, just the dread of a, of a black guy going to meet his white girlfriend's parents, that alone is is a solid concept that they they take they don't just let it rest on its laurels they kind of take it somewhere so yeah definitely it's it's got a lot going on indeed yeah I mean it 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 builds the tension and the the suspense so well it doesn't it doesn't reveal too much too soon um and you do get this atmosphere as as you go through and Chris the main character finds out more and more about what's going on and. 
the situation is is just spiraling slowly out of his control and you know the the creepiness but also strangely pleasantries from the the parents who were who he's gone to meet it's it's a strange concoction of of emotions that he's managed to throw in there the build up and the and the payoff worked really well for me absolutely all right, I might give it a shot because that's it. I mean, key word there is Hitchcocky. And for me, I'm like, okay, cool. I like that. That caters to my sensibilities anyway. Beyond that, it's, it's been a kind of horror uh, horror themed week. My favorite. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, there's The Eyes of My Mother, uh, which is another debut director film from Nicholas Pesky. I've, I think I've heard of the film, like as like an art housey kind of film, uh, and that it was creepy, and that was all that I needed to hear. <laughs> Very good description of it. it is art house creepy horror trope torture type film. Oh, good. Okay. But it, it's it's really well done. It's filmed in black and white. It's it, it looks great, and you don't you obviously don't get the uh, the the visceral blood showing quite as much in in the black and white as you do with with you know full technicolor. But it's it's all it's an all right film. It's it's not fantastic, but it's it's a, it's one worth to watch. And then beyond that, there's been a couple of older films that have just been just been put on in the background while I'm doing other things. So I've had Peter Jackson's The Frighteners, which is oh going old school. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's a superb horror comedy. Michael J. Fox is absolutely fantastic as the lead role. He just brings uh, an awkwardness to a, a, a strangely action-based for him but uh yeah it's it's definitely one uh, it still holds up on a rewatch some of the some of the special effects are look a bit dated now um although they were loaded back <laughs> in the day but it's uh it's definitely worth a watch if you've not seen it i have not seen it I, I, is this one of those ones that i i'm supposed to have heard of because i've never even heard of it frighteners goes back a long ways i remember seeing it when i was younger but uh yeah it's 96 yeah, it's just... so it's it is is a is quite an old one um yeah. but it's 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 one of the ones that's that stuck with me for uh, a long time and uh so much so that i i've bought the blu-ray a couple of weeks ago just so i could just go watch it on in some some glorious glorious high definition um nice cool and yeah it, it still does hold up but you know some some of the computer generated stuff is you can you can tell it's it's of it of a day <laughs> it never really bothers me I, I i could still watch event horizon and i mean it looks terrible <laughs> oh you're damn right man yeah i could rewatch that too uh, it's one of the only horror films that i can actually watch and most people would be like that's not horror it's just sci-fi <laughs> And beyond that, again, another old one, Hellboy 2, Golden Army. Oh, cool. Guillermo yeah. del Toro's follow-up to the original, and again. It's it's the one I've never seen. Uh, I've, I've seen the first one, but I've never seen the second one. Well, they take a they take a road trip to Ireland. You should... Uh... <laughs> of course! Why wouldn't I expect that? <laughs> it's where all the demons come from. <laughs> uh, that was a fun one. It's, it's definitely underappreciated, I feel, as a film, anyway. Because it went up... You know, people were so taken with the first one, you know, there's a certain charm to it. Mm -hmm. But this one, a lot of people were a little bit turned off. They were like, oh, he's going in a different direction. And you're like, well, yeah, he's telling that different story, but it's kind of fun. I enjoy the second one but more than the first one. The first one was still a very good film, but um, yeah, I think the second one is, is more enjoyable for me. Anyway. Yeah, it's it's doing its own thing. That's what's fun about it, you know. The first one it, you know, follows the pattern of the superhero, you know, the reluctant guy and whatnot. Whereas now with Del Toro knew it's like, well, I've already established these characters, so I'm going to move on to something a little bit more different, something a little bit more akin to what he likes to do, right? So he's exploring so many different types of monsters and stuff in it, so it's kind of cool. Cool, man. <laughs> All right. Lee, what did you watch this week, man? So, yeah, other than um, Get Out, um, I seen a, I've seen Beauty and the Beast remake, which was... Uh, 
Okay. <laughs> I do tell. I, I, I guess I don't really. I never really loved the original Beauty and the Beast. I get it. I, I, I get why people love it. I, it's, it just. I like my princesses to say one thing and try to do something related to that thing, not just say one thing and then totally give up on that character and start something else. <laughs> so when when your when your lead says I want a life of adventure that she doesn't just settle for the love story with the beast down the street uh you know <laughs> <laughs> the beast down the street that's beautiful <laughs> so so uh yeah the, this is a film that is I feel pretty close to the the source material it's got a lot more stuff in it though that I also bloats out of the film uh and that I just didn't care about like we spent a lot more time with the with the cuddlery characters the the houseware and um after a certain point there's not much to gain from them except pity <laughs> you know like oh it is sad it is sad that this has happened to them but them telling you that every 10-15 minutes isn't going to make you more sad it's just going to make you go oh jesus come on do something about it then and th then they took away a lot from what i was enjoying which was like the romance of it i did i did kind of buy the beast and uh, beauty and the beast actual story behind it and they kind of that was like a the third most important story in the film so eh. I don't know. I, I'm sure people who love the original will love this. I'm sure people that just want to see a Disney film and don't really care will enjoy this. I thought it was okay. <laughs> Alright, I don't know. I had no interest in seeing it in the first place. I was like, I've, I've, I've seen it. You know what I mean? I've seen this version. Yeah. And um, I, I'll be honest, I think one of the main reasons I didn't particularly want to see it is I didn't believe in Emma Watson as Belle. Uh, yeah, she... Um... I kind of thought that going into it. She did convince me. She was a... Okay. Because the character man. is so based on her book smarts, she does have that air about her where she's okay. well-read. So I, I, she did win me over. Not as a singer, but certainly as a character who likes books. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen it, uh, Gavin? I've not. Um, and the only reason I would go and see it would be if my daughter wanted to go and see it. She's not seen the original yet, so we've we've got a long way to go before we get to the live action version. So that's fine. All right, so she hasn't expressed any interest. She doesn't know, but they don't get a lot of uh, TV in our in our household. We get the we got okay. film film night on Sundays, and that's that's about it. So unfortunately, there's been a lot of trolls recently, which yeah. I mean, I don't even understand how they pulled that off. You know, this is that is another '90s property where I, I remember having a troll when I was a kid. You know, I was like, ah, oh, look at the hair. <laughs> yeah, that was the only distinction. <laughs> I remember my father had a karate troll, which is kind of funny because he had gray hair. And I was like, hey, look, it's a troll with gray hair. But <laughs> other than that, what, what was the, what <laughs> didn't make any sense, you know? Uh, I also, I also seen a German horror film called Homesick. This, it was cool, this one. It was a, it was a screener sent to me by the guys from, they're called Banter Flicks. Uh, they, they're based here. They, uh, they, they have their own podcast, but they also have their own TV show on, on a, on a local TV network. And uh, the guy I was talking to, Jim, said, would I be interested in reviewing this one as a screener because uh, it's it's playing at one of the clubs they're organizing at the Belfast Film Festival. So I said, yeah, of course. And uh, nice. I did... I didn't like it. <laughs> but the, the important thing was, I seen it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, I, you know, it's bound to happen man, a couple of times where you're you're just going to get something where you're like, well, okay, thanks, it was great, but, you know, nope. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure people will will like it. It's got a good atmosphere to it. It's uh, it's creepy. It's about a, you know, a girl who, and, uh, and her and her boyfriend who move into an apartment and they live under creepy people and she's got a lot of pressure about a cello 
competition coming up and basically how all these factors play into her paranoia that she sort of develops throughout the film. That's not really much more to it than that. Uh, <laughs> I think some people will really like it. They'll like what it, and I think the direction of it was pretty good. I just, um, I went from bored to, to kind of jaded as the film went on. As I, I, I felt it took a lot of unnecessary cheap cuts uh, at the characterization. So, well, meh. See it if you can see it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I also seen the two Dave Chappelle shows. Oh, cool. Well, we'll meld that together because I've seen it too. Cool. I have never seen a, a, a Dave Chappelle stand up, but my parents turned me on to him. He's great. He's just not a thing here. I think this is the problem. He's, he's not talked about here at all, but I hear Americans talk about him all the time. So um, I just never thought about actually watching his stuff, but sat down and watched them back to back with my parents. And he was fucking hilarious, man. <laughs> yeah, uh, those were two good shows, man. I didn't laugh as much as I uh, like when I watched this first comedy special, uh, "Killing Them Softly," which that one literally "Killing Them Softly." Yes, <laughs> it was literally <laughs> that. You know, your fucking belly aches. I, I had a fun time watching those two specials as well. I, I re- highly recommend watching Dave Chappelle. Uh, well, that's as much to say. I don't want to give away anything. So, I mean, just watch them. And th- there you go. Now I know where to go with that inspiration next. I'll just watch the better ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he hasn't put out a bad special. I mean, like, it, there was one, for what it's worth, was the second special that he put out. I think it was for HBO as well. I don't know if it was for Comedy Central. But um, that one was excellent. He just... Re- you know, he had a couple of jokes in it that he had done in for uh, killing them softly, but um, he expanded on a lot of the stuff that he had, you know, a lot of the subject matter that he had in, in his first special. These two, I mean, oh, Jesus Christ, we're talking about what? There must be a 15 year gap between these these uh, these specials. Yeah, yeah. I, I had to look into this afterwards because I needed to know who this guy was. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and the only other thing I seen was uh, Free Fire, uh, Ben Wheatley's Free Fire, the film that Jason will never see. <laughs> I got to see the thing that Gavin Gavin's getting um, getting to go to is the tour with Ben Wheatley. I got to see that. It came to the Queen's Film Theater down in Belfast, and it was a it was a great night. It was just a cool atmosphere. Or right, I always love going to that screen, and it was just it was just a weird experience. Uh, ben Wheatley was kind of hanging around the out like the forum, and I didn't recognize him at first. I, he was like he was really he was sitting down kind of next to me while I was waiting for the film to start, and I didn't even realize it was him because oh, I just didn't you. expect him. I knew what he looked like. I just didn't expect him to be hanging around. I sent so, you a picture too. I know I, that was after he had already kind of stood up and walked on at the oh. point where I, where I had now clocked on that people were getting his picture taken with him. It was already on his way out of the room as people were doing that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was a real good time. the The film itself is fucking hilarious. I mean, it's it's so much fun. It's just a stupid fun concept that they do really well bringing together. I don't know if all the jokes are going to land, but as a as an action comedy, it's at least far more involving and has a lot more thought into it than your fucking standard anything, realistically. Yeah, and that was cool. And then the, uh, like we did a week Q&A afterwards, and there was like a, a fight. You, you answer a question, you might get a t-shirt, and I had my hand up for a bunch of things, because I wanted to know why he keeps picking the 70s after High Rise. High Rise had a I point. was wondering that. <laughs> do, do, because I never got the answer to it. He, to- he said he picked it for this. He picked the 70s because he didn't want mobile phones in the film, but... 
that didn't explain a lot about like the like the context of you know there was only like half the discussion and we didn't really get to ask that nobody else brought it up but everybody else kept getting their questions and they were asking him stuff like how did you work out the lighting which isn't his job so <laughs> jesus christ he, he, so that guy got a fucking badge and i didn't <laughs> Uh, yeah, so what was it like to be the gaffer for the day? Like, come exactly. on, man. This guy's directing the fucking movie. He's talking to the actors. He's blocking with people and stuff like that. The guy's like, hey, I noticed the lights were pretty cool. Did you burn your hands? <laughs> exactly. I mean, like, it was cool. He does seem very hands-on. He did have a lot to say about even, like, storyboarding and stuff like that. And practical effects and stuff. He worked with them a lot, you know. And that stuff, you know, sometimes you'll directors might want that stuff, but they might not be hands-on enough to actually go about trying to make it but he seemed like he he got a good understanding of how that was going and sound he seemed to have a really good understanding of where the sound was coming from in the film so i mean i could see why somebody went to jump to lighting but <laughs> it's just it's me <laughs> come on like it's it's like a craft man but anyway uh that was that was funny and he was talking about stuff like his influences he, he got influences from like tom and jerry i like that he talked about how he he planned some of the scenes by using Minecraft, I think. <laughs> God, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. He, he planned, like, because it's all one location, he planned a lot of the shots just how they looked. He mapped it out in, in Minecraft and, and then played them out that way. And that's like, brilliant. So fucking cool. Because maybe then I can be a director because that seems like I can play I Minecraft. Minecraft. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was such a cool thing. For, like, I, I remember hearing Gareth Edwards embraced VR for Rogue One as well. So I like that. People are being creative in how they map out these scenes in, in new films. And I like seeing that these the, the hands-on perspective the video games can offer people or giving people and the toolkit. This was so that was super cool to hear. Uh but yeah, I mean I had a great night. There's so much more information that but I mean, gotta leave something for Gavin to enjoy. Thank <laughs> you. Um yeah, but it's such a good film, so I totally recommend it. Uh, I am looking forward to seeing it tomorrow. It should be an occasion. Get a uh, get a picture yeah. of him. He seemed approachable. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do what I can. I'm lo- I'm looking forward to seeing it next year. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's 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 my stuff for the week. Here he is. A thousand apologies. I hate it when people are tardy. It's good to meet you, boys. Thanks for coming out. You didn't masturbate before you got here, did you? What? <laughs> I told you I don't want to work with anybody who's carrying a loaded weapon. Fuck the small talk. Let's buy some guns, eh? You're on a different level now. The guy who represents this merchandise, his lawn is bigger than your whole fucking country. Justine, as gorgeous as ever. Well, there you've uh, put on a bit of weight. Fuck off. Check out the merch. That's not what he ordered. Fuck, really? He ordered M16s, different weapon. I'm not running a fucking pizza delivery service. Keep your shit together. You want the weapons or you don't want the weapons? Oh, I'm already calling the fuck down! Here we go. <laughs> oh, now we're cooking! We'd like to leave with our money. Uh-huh. And I'm sure that you boys would like to leave with the weapons. <laughs> Go for the case. What? You're a bird. They're not going to shoot the bird. Oh, shit, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, you little asshole. Oh. Oh. Here we go. Look out for no. I'm on the crowd tonight. 
So that's what a fucking brain looks like. <gasps> Whoa, fuck! Hey, hey. Party Marte. Come on, man. It's a I like your cardboard armor. Protection from infection. Shut. Fuck. It's a Pivero! Tell me who hired you right now! Yeah, it's a Pivero! It was... You've got two choices. One, you distract him and I leave. What? Or two, you kill all of these motherfuckers and I leave. We can't all be nice girls. The fuck? So, Jason, did you see anything? Well, see, this is the funny part is that every week when we started recording the podcast, what did you watch this week was always my bane because I was like, man, I didn't watch anything. (laughs) And it was just an ongoing thing because every week Lee would say, is this one of those weeks... That you watched so much shit you just don't remember. And surprise, surprise. <laughs> it turns out to be the same thing. <laughs> I just ended up watching so much crap that I was like, I don't think I watched anything. Shows the stress of uh, that you're under with the workload that you're dealing with, that you can't you physically black out everything you've seen around it. <laughs> There's that. That must be the real reason. It's like, I was like, okay, I've been fucking grading papers since this morning. You know, I go to the gym, that's fun, and then I come home and I have to grade papers. And then I'm figuring out, okay, by the time I get to nighttime... I'll watch something, but then I just don't remember. You know, I'm just like, oh, wow, that was kind of fun. But anyway, so I ended up watching a bunch of shit and I had no idea. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> I watched the two Dave Chappelle specials, like I said to you. Uh, but then I also sat down and I watched um, another comedian, another stand-up comic called Catherine Ryan. And she's Canadian, but I think she actually did her show in London. I, I am always on the lookout for some new female stand-up comedy artists because I don't find that there's that many that I really, really like. Everybody's tuning into Amy Schumer and I, I just, please don't do that. She's not good. She's not funny. She's got a reputation for for whatever, but she's not a funny lady. One of the funniest women that I did watch was Ali Wong. Uh, so if you guys can go to this, watch that on Netflix as well, it's called Baby Cobra. Fuck, I laughed at her show. But this new one, Catherine Ryan, I'd never heard of. And I don't remember the name of her show. But just type in Catherine Ryan on, on, on Netflix and watch that special. She could be a little off-putting at first. However, stick with it because there are a lot of good punchlines that come out through her comedy. And cool. I, I'm going to sit down and rewatch that. Uh, uh, again and again because I really had a fun time. Uh, so because I wanted to ruin my fun time, <laughs> I uh, I watched Cowspiracy. Uh, <laughs> it's got to go. The, the award for the worst documentary name has to go to Cowspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> well, explain why. I Because I, I, I don't want to watch it because it sounds like it's full of made-up facts because it's a conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's got a stupid pun in the title. So it, it's... So many, on so many <laughs> levels, I, I don't, I, I don't even care what it's about. But I never cared. It's been on Netflix, hovering around Netflix for like two, three years. I've seen it. I've passed by it so many times because it's called Cowspiracy. Yeah. <laughs> Somewhere on the level, you're not taking what you're doing seriously enough if that's the fucking title you give for it. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, I, well, I'll be honest with you. The guy who made the movie looks like he fits the part. You know what I mean? <laughs> So you're, you're kind of watching it and you're like, I get it. I get the hippie bullshit that he's 
putting forth. The information, had it come from someone else, I think I would have been a little bit more on board. Uh, yeah. Although the information he's giving you is really important to know. I was like, oh, Christ, that, that is something. I mean, you, you basically finished the film going, yeah, maybe we should eat less meat because with all the fucking shit that it's producing, keeping these animals alive, you know, we're creating these gas, uh, the, these greenhouse gas effects. You know, just based on what we're eating, apparently it accounts for 51% of, of, of all the greenhouse gases. And you're like, you know, just having these this red meat, the cows around. It's just at one point you're like, how much difference am I making by like going through the seven or eight fucking bins that I have to go through? To throw out a piece of fucking cardboard. Like, okay, is this wax cardboard? Is that type of cardboard? Do I have to put in the green one, the red one, the blue one? Which one am I? You know, it's become a fucking stress in my life now where I'm walking around and I've decided to just hold on to my trash. (laughs) But anyway, so, I mean, if, if you're... I think this film was designed to cater to people that are already on board with the theories that this guy's presenting. Uh, And so, I mean, there's a, there's clearly a bunch of people out there that are like, yeah, we need this. And I'm like, okay, cool. I get it. It's a very important subject. I think it is something that we need to talk about. I just think that they didn't do it in the right way. You know what I mean? <laughs> so anyway, so cowspiracy, don't waste your time. I've given you the basic information. It's bad <laughs> to eat this much meat. We should cut down on meat consumption because apparently we're killing ourselves with our with the methane that's in. On a lighter note, to go back because I was depressed after watching Cowspiracy, I watched a documentary on magicians, which is also on Netflix. And I love that shit. <laughs> I have no real interest. <laughs> I, I'll be fair. <laughs> I, I understand. I, I just, I like being fooled. I think that's the reason why I like movies. You know, I I'm, uh, I, I watched, uh, I don't know how many of Georges Méliès's films, the short films. You know, he was a guy who used to play tricks, parlor tricks. And, and then he went to film, you know, back in the early 1900s. And I can understand why, as an illusionist, you would want to have every single medium possible in order to trick the audience. And so I am a magician's audience. I love that, man. I, I want to be fooled. So much so that my daughter had actually started learning a couple of magic tricks. And I, she said, do you want me to show you how I did it? And I was like, no, I want to I remain naive. She has just been kicked out of magician school. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, the first rule is not to give away the secrets. <laughs> like oh. The first question. What if I how I did it? Enthusiastic about that stuff, man. So if you guys like magic and you, you want to see a tale about four magicians, go watch that. It's called Magicians on Netflix. They didn't really rack their brains. There's no pun intended in the name. It's just called fucking Magicians. I was going to ask you because I didn't think you had actually said the title whether it was called Magicians or not. It's called Magicians. <laughs> Answers that question. Yeah. Uh, slowly but surely moving on. The, the one movie that I did want to talk about a little bit is uh, Silence. I watched, I finally managed to watch Martin Scorsese's Silence. I didn't watch it once all the way through. I watched it in two uh, instances. I saw it pop up on iTunes and my girlfriend wasn't looking and I bought it. Uh, <laughs> so... Uh, and I fucking loved it. I Ooh. really, really loved the picture. Um, I didn't think I was going to because uh, whenever, whenever it has to do with you know faith, belief, religion, and stuff like that, I'm not, I'm not too sold on on that to begin with. Uh, but I decided to go in with an open mind and was pleasantly surprised um, 
at how Scorsese handles the thing because this really shows that it's a personal film for him. And yeah. when you get both sides of the story, you know, the Japanese side and uh, the Portuguese, right? The Portuguese ministers? Yeah, that's right. You can understand both sides equally. And I mean, I, a lot, I remember talking with Mike from War Machine versus War Horse and I was like, do you feel like Scorsese is just going a little bit too hard on the Japanese and trying to portray them as evil? And he just wrote back a flat out, nope. <laughs> he didn't give me any ex- not an explanation or anything like that and then we got to talking because I coaxed him into it and I said you know why because I, I felt like he wasn't portraying them as evil and there was an argument that I had seen and I was like he says no he says you know how would you react if someone came over to your house and started doing what the fuck he wanted and I was like that's a really good point you know and so you know and being from Quebec and like cultural identity is something that's very uh, present in, in, in where I come from here in Quebec there's a I won't call it a problem, but there's a way of seeing uh, society like that is going to be anti-Canadian. Quebec knows what they're not, but I never feel like they knew what they are. You know, so there's always a big emphasis on culture and like, oh, we're not like that. We're not like that. We're not like that. And then you put the question, well, what are you? They're like, well, we haven't figured that out yet. But it's just, <laughs> it's a constant struggle. They, you know, they have faith in the culture that they have here, but at the same time, it's always a constant struggle. And mm. so I kind of thought it was fun because you could take Scorsese's silence and look at it from so many different angles, not just from a religious point of view, but how faith or trust informs many of the decisions you have going through. So he takes it to a level that I was like, oh shit, this can be applied to so many different things, not just religion in this case. And I thought I was really brave of him to put it that way because it's his inner struggle as a person with faith. But do you have faith in your own potential? As a person, you know, where do you get yeah. that from? And some people will actually just dive into religion, but other people, like him, dove into movies, which actually becomes a form of faith in itself. So sure. anyway, silence really spoke to me. I really love the picture. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, uh, I I also really like. I don't think I think it's I, I I get what you're saying. It is very. It's general enough in its in its big swaths to sort of apply to so many things i think that's one of the great strengths of it that it, it does speak to a, a larger condition about human faith and 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 the many ways we can find it I, I do feel that the film does get a little too specific about how this is Christian faith towards the end. Uh, that kind of undermines that. Uh, mm-hmm. And I also, maybe it's the difference between where I come from than where you come from. But because it's also, I also live in a culturally sensitive, divided city. <laughs> and, uh, okay, right. And um, I suppose when you come from that, and it's as as violent, and and everybody's stepping on you know eggshells here, uh, or at least that's how I was raised. You start to see bias in every little sentence, and Ooh, okay. I. There's creeping bias throughout silence that maybe isn't obvious, but to me, I was getting pulled out of it every now and then just because of a statement or two here and there that really felt like he, Scorsese was overstretching. Yeah, he's picking uh, a side. I get it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and it was firmly against the Japanese, even though he did do a good job of generalizing where they are coming from. I did feel like I understood the uh, the argument. I just feel that he went a little too hard on them and uh, and didn't really balance it out as much as he should have. And in a film that was so important for balance to be there, I, I that that kind of thing did pull me out of it. But at the same time, I still think it was a fantastically crafted film and, and you're totally right to call it deeply personal it is it is it, it is great to see somebody do something that's personal that really is as fascinating to watch as it, it is like stepping into his mind for a while yeah um, yeah yeah that was incredible and i loved the way it shot 
so slow, so well paced. I never felt it's like three hours long, and it never felt boring. That's there's a lot to praise about Silence. It's just something that didn't you know didn't hit all the right chords for me uh, as a great work of art. But I totally understand the argument. Cool. Uh, how about you, Gavin? Have you seen Scorsese's Silence? I did. I saw it uh, way back at the start of the year, um, and I've yeah. I've got rafts of notes on my review, which I've never managed to formulate into into anything coherent. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's one of those. I know exactly what you're talking about. There is that one bane of a fucking film that you're trying to be like, I want to talk about it. I just don't know what angle I want to take, you know? Exactly, yeah. I mean, I, I, I understand fully the the angle of the Japanese, and I had I had no sympathy, hardly at all, for the the Christians coming there and, and trying to force their, their religion onto onto these people who didn't really know what they would seem to be getting themselves into. Um, yeah. So there's, there's a whole aspect of, you know, they don't understand what you're really talking about. They're just enamored by your, you know, the trinkets that you're, you're showing them, the, the objects that you're bestowing upon them, you know, the little crosses and the, the rosary beads. And they were just grateful for, for getting those. And, and it, it seemed that whole side of things was, there was all these, these themes that were going on and I had trouble trying to fit it all together. I mean, I, I, I no doubt it's, it's a really well-made film and it, it looked amazing. And the, the scope of it was, was fantastic. But the, the message that was coming through, I, I, I struggled with maybe because you know I, I I'm not a religious person and I live in fairly open society you know there, there's no there's hardly there's hardly any any prejudice it, you know, it's a really nice area you know there's there's it, it changes the way that you view things I, I do think that at, at certain points you can say that that is the film failing to connect with you on that level more than I feel that there were some mixed messages in silence that uh, that you can absolutely point out and say yeah you know what that was. It, I found it hard to to follow to a to a satisfying conclusion there because it it did mislead me at times and and uh, yeah I, I I totally sympathize with that. I mean again I I'm not religious either and I you know I I still really enjoyed the film. I just I I had problems too with the message. That's fine. I, I don't know, man. Uh, then that that's fair. I I understand that there's issues. Like I when I was watching it at first, you know, I was like, this, why am I? feeling a little weird you know but at the same time that was coming in i was going into the film trying to keep an open mind but at the same time myself being not a religious person at all uh, <laughs> I, I was just like you know you don't want to heap judgment on these people you're like okay let's hear what they have to say the open-mindedness came a little bit later i'd say maybe 45 minutes into the film where i was trying to just listen to what scorsese was telling me you know what i mean and mm-hmm. I think that was great. I, I loved how, I don't know, I, I love how, how exposed it felt. Like you said, it was a journey into his mind. And I was like, holy shit, there's a lot yeah, going definitely. on in here, man. You know, and you're talking about the camera work. And I mean, it, it's very reserved, right? Absolutely, absolutely. It, it feels as though there's an uncertainty. As certain as the camera work is, you know, he'll go to these really wide shots where he's going to just let it linger, you know, let it you take it in as much as you're taking it in, you know, like the, the beauty of a landscape or, you know, uh, just a specific location with the people, you know, he'll let you take it in. And at the same time, that's not something we're used to 
from a guy like Scorsese that's very mm. active. If you compare this film to The Wolf of Wall Street, you're like, what oh, the fuck, <laughs> man? These are very different beasts. And so, yeah, I, I don't know, man. It really connected with me on, on a level. Not so much that I'm going to go back to church, but I really love the film. <laughs> yeah, I think it's it's definitely a film that um, I'm, I really do find interesting enough to want to pick apart someday. Maybe not soon. I feel like I want to let it save, you know, let it build itself to a point where I feel interested enough in flagellating myself again with the characters and 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 to get to that point i i feel a little distance is required but i really do think it's a fascinating film it's and i all the more fascinating because of its flaws so i think that um okay i think that there's there's so much meta stuff going on there regarding its its sources and its context that i would love to take the time to really entrench myself with but it's it's got to be a real long slow burn to to the build up to that one <laughs> Anyway, cool. So that that's what I watched um, this week. Um, cool. A good. I feel we've got a good spread between the three of us. A, a solid mixed bag of documentaries, horror films, and and whatever the hell for crap that came out in the cinema. <laughs> yeah. So shall we close this out, gentlemen? Let's cool. do it. All right. Awesome. Uh, Gavin. Once again, thank you so much for coming on. We sorry we, we stole more time than we said we would. So it's been a pleasure. <laughs> thank you very much for having me. Cool. So where can we find you again, dear sir? Uh, website is Mini Media Reviews, um, and you can find me at Mini Media Reviewer on Twitter. So yeah, drop me a line. Yes, please do. Do interact with Gavin. It's going to be really great. I'll put the uh, I'll put a link to your uh, website in the show notes as well, and I'll put your uh, Twitter handle as well, so that people can go get you right away. Brilliant. Lee, what are we what are we doing next, Lee? You man, want to tell people? So uh, yeah, no, we're gonna hopefully be next week. We're looking to do uh, under the skin as our sort of mild protest of Ghost in the Shell. <laughs> as for outro, my name is Lee Brady, and you can find me on BigPictureReviews.co.uk along with my cast of friends and family who all write reviews unprofessionally just like myself and you can also find me on twitter at big pick reviews uh, i'm no longer big picture reviews on the name i'm lee brady so that should make it a little easier because I'm trying to decentralize the the twitter so that all the authors have a part and uh, can promote their own stuff and i feel like i can give them credit and and they take the comments and see them for themselves so that's an experiment we'll see how, how it goes i also wanted people to be feel like they can interact with me and not some sort of faceless corporation so <laughs> <laughs> my name is jason michael the reason why we're reviewing under the skin not that it's a bad film is because lee's two chicken shit to review silence the same way as he was two chicken shit to approach ben wheatley you can find me at <laughs> atlantic sc on twitter yes i've changed my twitter handle to atlantic sc because uh i'm moving on film faculty is going to be closing down shortly I'll be uh, adding a link uh, to uh, Big Picture Reviews so that I can have a column where I get to shit on all of these things. But that's it. So we're going to be moving everything over to one website under the Atlantic Screen Connection banner so we can get a lot more people involved, create a movement so we can take the planet back from these so-called critics everywhere else. <laughs> we'll get Gavin in under this as well. It'd be awesome. Well, thanks for including me. I was, I was about to get hostile then. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, no, no. I was just playing. I love everyone. Yeah, so that's it. So uh, yeah, uh, Under the Skin is definitely one of those movies that I'm so happy we're going to be tackling. We're going to have a special guest as well. Uh, some of you guys out there that are listeners that probably listened to when I used to have Film Faculty's Real Table Talks. Uh, Carrie Lynn was one of the people there, and she loves this picture very much, and she's been dying to talk about it. I, I have text messages as proof. She's <laughs> like, it's, we have to do this. When are you doing Under the Skin? When are we doing Under the Skin? And I was like, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. I want to thank you guys all for listening. And I guess that's it for this week. Take care. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. This conversation can serve no purpose anymore. Goodbye.